my podcast, Square One. Every episode, I will talk about a different topic, mostly concerning social activism and just spreading awareness in general. This episode is called My Girls, and I will be talking about the importance of friendships between Black women. The relationships between Black girls are special ones, unlike any other. What makes our friendships so strong and a bit different is the multiple things we have in common. First of all, all being girls. That's already one big thing that we share, and being Black is another. But that's not it. Because of the history of racism in America, we often have many shared experiences and are able to relate to each other in a way that nobody else truly can. In situations where many of our other friends can only sympathize, we can empathize with one another. Sometimes it feels like the whole world is against you and having these people by your side can be the most valuable thing. These friendships last a lifetime. You go through everything together. For many of us, there are our sisters, not sisters in a way that others kind of like to compass into a mass of indistinguishable people, but sisters in the way that we stay together, in a way that no matter what happens, we are always there for each other and will always be. It's always good vibes. And I found out all my black female friends are always welcoming and They've kind of accepted me to an, into a community, no matter where we are. Part of it, I think, comes from a place of empathy, in that so many people don't accept us for who we are and what we can't control, but sometimes it's just the person and their character. No matter what, though, when I'm with them, I feel empowered and accepted. One of the big things about my friendships with other black women is that, as I said before, they're very accepting. And one of the reasons why that is so important is because of the stereotypes that are often placed around black women. That we are hypersexual, that we are sassy, that we're always angry, that we're scary. But... When I am with my girls, I do not have to be subject to these stereotypes. I'm able just to be who I am without being scared that somebody is going to judge me because I'm too black or too mad. We give each other space just to be, to kind of let our emotions run freely, just to do what we want. I know that when I'm with my other friends, I kind of feel this pressure not to be too much, but when I'm with my friends that are black girls, I am never too much, I am never too little, I am just enough. There is also not having the pressure of having to code switch, where, which is kind of an unconscious thing, but I feel like I can speak comfortably with them. I never have to worry about not using the wrong slang or else they're going to think that I'm not smart enough. They know who I am and they accept that. And my the way that I, I guess, send it to them or help them to get whatever message I'm trying to spread doesn't matter to them as long as the message gets across because if it's important, it's important. And they value me for my opinions and for the person I am. 
and that makes me feel really good and it makes me feel like I can do anything that nobody can stand against me so I'm gonna tell a story from when I was younger about when my girls were there for me I went to a I kind of say PWI. It's not like exactly a PWI, but let's just say that there are a lot fewer black people than people of another race. <laughs> and I went there from kindergarten to eighth grade. One year in English class, we were reading the book of Mice and Men. And in that book, the N-word, pause, I say N-word because saying the hard R is uncomfortable and also I feel like nobody should say it even if you're black or not just because it's such a terrible word but anyways and it makes me uncomfortable to say it too so yeah anyways so we were reading the book and it had the n-word of the hard r and my white teacher told the kids in my class that if they felt comfortable they could say it but if they didn't want to they didn't have to without consideration for the feelings of the black people in the classroom or I guess black person since I was the only one there a few kids said it now let's be straight up I don't blame them and I'm pretty sure by now they know better than to try it again but it still hurt my family personally never experienced slavery since they came straight from Nigeria and we're so lucky for that but we're still experiencing the after effects and I know, especially for my friends who families did experience slavery, it would have hurt for them to hear that. And it still hurt me because it's been historically used with hatred and they were just casually throwing it about. I was not the most confident at that point in time. In middle school, I was really quiet and I would sit in the corner and I would just kind of let things happen and watch them. And so I did not have the confidence to confront my teacher about it then. But I knew it was wrong and I felt so deeply wronged and angry that I just like felt like I was gonna explode. The only people who really truly understood what I was feeling at that time when I wanted to tell somebody and scream because I was so angry were my girls. Other people didn't care enough or were indifferent, but my girls helped me to accept that these things happen, but taught me that I don't have to stand for them. I've learned so many lessons about being black and like being able to understand that not everything can change, but being able to have the confidence to try and stand up for what I believe in and stand up for who I am for my girls because as I said before they make me feel empowered so yeah another thing that my girls have taught me sometimes they give me constructional criticism which I am kind of ashamed to say but if I hear from a person that is not a black person sometimes I'll unconsciously be like oh are they being racist and it makes me ashamed to say that because I know that's so wrong but at the same time like sometimes it is that case but they help me to really see what's wrong myself and they can give me like the really harsh criticisms because they're the ones I'm going to listen to 
which kind of like is an issue with me and that's something I'm trying to fix to be able to take constructive criticism from everybody but yeah they teach me what's right from wrong and I have so much respect especially for my older black girlfriends they taught me so much about the world and what it means to be a black woman in today's time and age and I'm so thankful for them Another thing that brings us together is hair. Hair. It seems like it shouldn't be a big deal at all, but it's one of those things that connects me with other black women instantly. Whether it's that little side eye after someone makes an ignorant comment about your hairstyle, talking about how the lady who braided your hair really snatched your edges last week, or even just talking about your day-to-day -day routine and getting that hashtag curl definition. It's one of those things that nobody else can relate to except for us. Having different hair than most other people can feel alienating at times. I remember when I was little and all my friends of other ethnicities with different hair that wasn't as thick or curly as my own were able to hair their hair in like Dutch braids, French braids, or do that little wrap thing with the like messy buns, messy buns, messy buns, or have swishy swishy hair, which by the way, I call it swishy swishy hair because it's like how I think of a ponytail and it just goes swish swish swish. They were able to have that and I felt so left out because I couldn't do any of that, at least not with my regular hair. I did have relaxed hair growing up, which I'm trying to transition out of there right now, like going natural, but even then it still wasn't the same. One of the great things that has come with having more black friends is finally having people who can relate to hair struggles and finally feeling like they fit in. Now, there, even though there are a lot of different types of natural hair, Fundamentally, we have so many things in common and I've learned so much, mostly from other black girls about like porosity and making sure you condition, taking care of your hair while it's in protective styles, which you still need to do by the way. Like make sure you take care of your hair while it's in protective styles so that you don't get breakage. But yeah, taking care of my hair while it's in protective styles, etc., etc. And even sometimes we'll do each other's hair and that's kind of me reclaiming what I never experienced before. And it's just a, such a good feeling. Anyways, oh yeah, talking about reclaiming. Reclaiming our childhood. This country, America, forces us to grow up so quickly. And not even just country, but just the whole world. And the only time we truly have to just be kids is when we are with each other. The world paints us as mature or even sexy at such a young age that we have hardly any time just to be kids. There is also this expectation for black women to kind of take care of everyone, which is not an issue in itself that like they want to be taken care of, but that they only expect us to do it. And nobody has that much energy like i'm not trying to check somebody 
just because you don't have the energy because I don't have that energy either but anyways that's a whole different issue anyways we lose a huge part of childhood because we are put in positions where we have to act adult at a young age whether it's being worried about if your little brother is going to get discriminated against or even shot after seeing all the things on the news just for wearing a hoodie or holding a hairbrush or looking at all these stories and having to be careful about the things you do having to be so meticulous with everything because you don't want to make one step wrong and ruin your whole life we are just forced to mature so quickly that our childhood kind of gets taken out from under us but being together, we reclaim that. Whether it's singing or just being goofy in general, it helps us to take back that part of our childhood that we lose. So I am gonna talk about black female friendships in the media. The media and everybody else loves to perpetuate the stereotype that black female friendships are unhealthy that we constantly argue, are mean to each other, we're all snakes and petty without reason. I'm glad to say that even though these people, literally walking, talking stereotypes exist, it doesn't stop us from building healthy relationships and pushing each other to be our best selves. Now, I'm not saying that all black women hold hands and hit it off right away because that would be ridiculous. Like, nobody makes eye contact in the workplace and suddenly joins hands and things come by out. That's not real. But at the same time, the bond between two black women is important because in a country where nobody cares about black women, we need to stick together and empower each other. An amazing, amazing, amazing example of black female friendship in the media is on HBO's Insecure, where Molly, Issa, Kelly, and Tiffany are a group of grown black women who all have jobs and complicated relationships. I love their friendship or their squad because despite all the things they go through during their day-to-day -day life when they're together, they are so goofy and fun and are still able to take the important things seriously. For example, when Isa is conflicted while working at a mostly white workplace and not knowing how to correct them on their bad things i guess like on their insensitive comments without being rude she constantly confides in her girls and they give her advice while still being a solid support system and still being able to joke with each other also molly and isa sometimes get into arguments but their friendship is so important to each other that they would give it up for just silly things and like they're all so tight. They even go on a trip. And I'd suggest watching that series, HBO's Insecure, again. If you just want to, it's such a good show. Like, if you have nothing else to do, and I mean completely nothing else to do, watch the show because it's really good. But anyways, they are a beautiful example of what black female friendships look like. In the end, it's sometimes little things. Like, singing the Stevie Wonder version of Happy Birthday, which, by the way, I think that everybody should sing because it's just ten times better than the regular one. Like, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to... Isn't that just want to make you jump up and sing? 
sorry, I get off topic. I'm very passionate about that. Like, everybody should sing that. I, like, challenge you guys, next time you have to sing Happy Birthday, to sing the Stevie Wonder version. But anyways, somehow having that same story of when that boy pulled your hair in elementary school and just being together and having fun, being goofy, doing what we want without worrying about what anybody else thinks, it makes it so special. And sure, sometimes we'll get into arguments and we won't agree on every single thing, but when it comes down to it, we will always be there for each other. It is painful to lose a friend, especially if it's a bad girl, just because there's such a tight bond and sometimes when it's suddenly gone, it feels like you've lost so much. But in the end, most times we are always there for each other. We have each other's backs. There's just a sense of trust that comes with it. And I think that's so important. So I'm going to end this episode with a quote by Vincent Van Gogh. Close friends are truly life's treasures. Sometimes they know us better than we know ourselves. With gentle honesty, they are there to guide and support us, to share our laughter and our tears. Their presence reminds us that we are never truly alone. So thank you for watching this episode, or sorry, listening to this episode of Square One. I hope you have a fantastic day and you are thriving. And I will see you next time. Bye.